Okay. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? <laughs> is that a problem? It's too late now, isn't it? It's I can't really now. change my voice. Sorry, you need to go back yeah. and get born again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Layers, a conversation about building brands with more depth. In the last podcast, we had a conversation about what is a brand. In this episode, we're going to dig into brand strategy. And just to quickly touch on strategy, because it is a a word that's used quite often, but strategy is a plan of action to achieve a long-term aim. So this week, we're going to dive further into brand strategy. And I guess, MC, what is brand strategy? Well, I think, uh, you know, you've identified a good place to start there. I mean, I... I see it basically as just getting it down on paper at a very broad level, you know, like any strategy, it's it's something that you can carry around in your head or think that everybody is on the same page, but it's often only when you pull it out of your brain and, and put it down on paper or metaphorical paper anyway, that you get a real clear idea and everyone gets on the same page. And so it's, it's creating that strong foundation and plan to rally around uh, for your brand. One of the things that we definitely see is that it overlaps a lot with your business strategy and your business plan as well. It's something that's especially true when we look at brands because, you know, we come from a bit of a commercial background ourselves and so we're used to diving into the the business side of things. But we bring, I guess, that commercial and brand uh, strategy together. So really at the end of the day, it's it's just about having that clear plan and something that will help you break decision deadlocks, you know, when there's something else that helps you highlight what's really important. Yeah, I mean, and, and business business strategy and brand strategy, there, there is such an overlap between between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, can can you distinguish the difference between between the two nowadays? Yeah, I think that there's probably a few things that sort of fall in one or the other, you know, like... Um, certainly anything that's probably more visual is more aligned to your brand strategy. Um, and there might be some things that the finance department cares about in the business plan that's, you know, not, not as related to your brand. But I guess as we talked about last time, you know, we really see that brand tentacles reach to practically every part of the business. So it's going to make sense that your brand strategy and your business strategy overlap. Would you say brand strategy focuses more on the, on the customer? as opposed to say the business model like is it is it more is it more pertinent to to the to the company's customer and that's where brand strategy plays a role yeah i think i mean hopefully in a good business plan you're definitely taking the customer into account as well but yeah to your point it definitely something that's the that should really shape your brand strategy you know it shouldn't just be for you it should be about you know how you want to create those thoughts and feelings for your customer now strategy is something in our own practice, in our own studio that we kind of stumbled across mm. and it forms the bedrock of, of what we what we do each yeah. and every day now. But it, it was something that we kind of stumbled in because we we always did it just as part of our deep dive process that we yeah. did with, with customers, but we never realised that we were actually doing strategy in those first couple of years. Yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's a good sort of hark back to the start you know isn't it where it's like you can sort of almost have a strategy by accident just by doing the work you know and it's again it's the same in business as it is with your brand like if you just 
do the work, you're kind of implementing these decisions on the fly and making them up as you go. Um, but I guess that's the thing that we've really learned is that works a lot of the time and, you know, you're probably going more off gut instinct. So if you've got good instincts, that can work out fine. But it's actually separating those decisions and pillars out first, you know, that we've now noticed makes such a big difference, you know, whether it's creating consistency or making decisions, you know, down the track to have that separate strategy that you've actually articulated and agreed upon, you know, it's just then makes all that other work so much easier and meaningful because it's, it's harking back to that strategy. Yeah. I mean, I would say I'm a, I'm a gut feel kind of person. <laughs> I'll make it up as a, as a role. Yeah. I mean, whereas, whereas you're a, a more of a, a typical strategy, like planning, guy. planning <laughs> analyzing kind of guy. I mean, what strategy does, I think the more that I've, I've come to, to learn about strategy and realize its importance is it de-risks the path ahead. Mm. And, and I think th- that is probably a critical component of, of strategy is, is it is, is a, a risk mitigation strategy, but it also allows you to step back and, and, and get out of the day to day and making decisions from a, from a gut feel point of view yeah. and, and, and kind of looking at it in a more holistic way, um, sort of, um, in isolation in, in the quietness as well too, where you can really analyze things properly. Yeah. And I think it just, to me, it just, we've seen this a lot already with clients and stuff as well. It it just changes the conversation when you're working through, you know, any particular problem or um, or bit of work because, you know, everyone starts talking about, well, what's the strategy or how does this fit with our strategy, you know? And you start to see everybody really buy into those things and, and because they've also had a hand in creating it as well, then they, they start to become quite passionate about it and, you know, really want to defend those sort of strategic values or pillars. Mm. Um, and then they're just more meaningful conversations. It's not, well, I like that piece of work because I like the colour blue. It's, you know, all about how does this, you know, thing that we're trying to do relate back to the strategy that we set out in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were to kind of break apart strategy, which is what we love to do is like like but break things apart to put them back together again. Yeah. I mean how would how would you kind of break out a, a brand brand strategy? What yeah. are what are the combinations that, that, that pull it all together? I mean the first thing really always for us is a level of understanding, you know, we want to dive deep and really understand the business. Um, you know, as we talked about before with that overlap between business strategy and brand strategy, I think either of those things only really work with a deep level of understanding, you know, the people who are involved, what are they trying to do? This is obviously where the why and the passion, you know, comes into it. It's, that's obviously a lot of um, times the place that you really want to start is, you know, what's, what is the reason that these, this brand exists and, you know, the people behind it get out of bed every day to do what they do, you know, that, that cornerstone yeah, on, on on that point, I mean, is I mean, if, if you're a small business person, or you're you're the founder of a company, or you're a startup with a big idea, like that that purpose and mission is 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 typically more more evident, mm. um, and and maybe a little easier to articulate. But what if you're what if you're a brand manager and and you, you come into a business that's been established for maybe five, ten, fifteen years, um, and ha- like. How does that how does that whole that purpose and, and mission piece play into to, to that person's role? Yeah, I mean it's still uh, vitally important. I think that 
the it then just becomes the job of that person if it's not already clearly articulated to to do the digging and find that you know nugget of gold i mean you'd hope and you know we often see that the most successful brands you know have always started from that kind of idealistic um passion kind of place you know even if they do get bigger and and have multiple tiers of brand managers you'd hope that 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 does already exist but if it's not then i'd say that really it's about that person going out and talking to everyone involved in the business you know from the bottom to the top and and what drives them and i guess try and string together the the commonalities of that um, and how that might then manifest itself into the brand that you take out to the world. Yeah, I mean, my personal opinion on this is that it's it's harder to reverse in a For mission. Sure. A mission, of it's course. not impossible, but and and it and it can it can happen, but it but it needs it needs a careful kind of. Uh, curated plan to to come together and need strategy for that to come together but to reverse in a mission becomes becomes more more difficult the the longer the the brand is established for and and say new people are at the the helm but i think it equally on the other side of the ledger it's really critical that that when you're starting out a brand or your brand is in its early infancy in its early stages that the the mission and the vase and the why are are kind of locked down nice and early yeah exactly you know i think you can especially if it's a new brand you can sort of get caught up on a lot of other decisions and get pretty far down the road with without realizing that you know you haven't kind of imbued that into everything that you do Mm. so as you say you know having that strategy the sooner the better yeah okay what's some of the other things that um that come together to to create a a strategy yeah so i mean there's there's plenty else to understand about the business you know beyond just the why so you know vision is something we talk about a lot like where do you see the brand going in in five to ten years and how will you grow to get there you know when we create a brand we want it to be long lasting you know we set out with that goal and and a lot of people that we work with have the same sort of thing, but they haven't necessarily sat down and, and mapped out what that vision looks like. So we talk a lot about that. What does the, you know, the brand and the company and the people value? You know, what are their personality uh, traits, you know, both from a, a real human point of view, but then how that might translate into the brand itself. Um, you know, we certainly see brands with strong personalities, again, winning out a lot of times. Why is the personality of the the founders or the people behind the company important in the way that you then communicate and message to to the market yeah i mean we talked about this a bit last week in terms of authenticity being you know such a key component of a good brand you know we find that if you try and be something and you're not it's going to fall apart pretty quickly it's a lot it's a lot stronger and a lot easier and uh, more meaningful if, if you're really just reflecting you know the both the combination of that person and their personality and their passion, you know, those two things coming together. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times that ties into the next one, which is uniqueness, you know, um, what makes this brand unique and, and how they'll, I guess, win in their market. Um, you know, certainly having a unique personality and passion goes a lot, uh, a long way to that. Uh, we also look a lot at the understanding the market that the brand operates in, you know, so who are their competitors, if there are any, you know, what are, how are people actually evaluating, you know, one brand against the other? Because it's not always the things that you would um, think about. I mean, we were just talking yesterday about how product, you know, seems like a good differentiator, but it's not always, you know, something that a customer can even tell the difference on. So 
um, you know, looking at how people actually evaluate competitors, not just who they are and looking at, you know, who are the audiences, the, you know, the people that you serve. And this always isn't necessarily just your customers. Obviously that's a massive component of it, but there's other audiences, you know, that, that may be looking at your brand and, and that you serve in a different way that you need to consider. And, and w- w- like, who would be an example of that? Like, you, for example, like your, your team, your staff? Yeah, you know? your staff, um, the media, if you're trying to appeal, you know, to certain parts of the media and get exposure, um, you know, any sort of stakeholders really that, that have a say or an interest in your business, you know, can form an audience for your brand. Yeah, and so once you've got, once you've got some of those core elements of, of strategy, what do, you, what do you do with that? Yeah, so this is where I guess we sort of see the those things being clearly articulated ends up becoming the playbook for the brand. You know, it's, it's the guide that is going to influence all the different decisions, you know, that, that you have to make going forward. We see this a lot where, you know, people are struggling to make a decision, you know, around a bit of work or something that we're, we're collaborating with them on. And even if it's then something that they maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable with at first, you know, we, we were able to refer back to that strategy and say, well, no, this is what we agreed. These are the goals and the vision that we set out. Does it align with that? You know, so forget a bit about your personal preference and, and think about whether it aligns to the strategy. And you can sort of often see the light bulb go off in their brain that, oh yeah, you know, that is what we said we wanted to do with this brand. So let's embrace that and and go forward. So it sure, it ensures that all that work that we do, whether it's design content, you know, web development, all that sort of stuff is really aligned to those specific needs of the business and the audience. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we, we often talk about framework and, and how a brand framework is, is so important for, for how your brand evolves over time because the framework shouldn't be rigid, but it should, it should give you a sense of, of the, the rules and 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 the the box in which you, you play in, but I guess yeah, thinking about how how do how do you actually use strategy once you've got the like once you've gone through that process of identifying what your brand strategy is, and then you put it into a playbook. But then how, what do you what do you do in terms of actually using that on a practical day to day level? Yeah, I mean for us, I guess. Um you know, we always see the danger of making a strategy and then just putting it in a drawer and, yeah. you know, forgetting about it. You know, I think everyone's done that with a business plan or two. So certainly in our work, I guess we we sort of trot it out with every bit of work that we do. So every time we're kicking off a new project or a bit of work, you know, we revisit the strategy and revisit that with the team to make sure that it's, you know, that it's front of mind. And And I think that's one of the things that that having a good strategy really does is it keeps that vision of where you want to go like constantly on your mind, you know, it's so you get, I guess, less caught up in the day to day or that next immediate decision that you just want to go away. It keeps those goals, you know, front of mind so that everything you're doing is geared towards that. So yeah, we, we, I guess, revisit it every bit of new work that we do, but I think the value of creating that brand strategy lives beyond just the, you know, any design project or, or web project or, anything like that, that we might be involved on, you know, I guess what we would really see the true value that that creates is that it's a reference tool for the the business to make other decisions, you know, even like last week we talked about, 
hiring or choosing where your office might be, you know, you can refer back to your brand strategy and see if those decisions align, you know, at any point. I think the key there is that when you're developing it is if everybody that, you know, is a key stakeholder in in the team on the client side is involved and really feels like ownership of those decisions and making that strategy, then the chances of them, you know, remembering to pull it out or remembering to reference it all the time is so much higher. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a big one. I mean, talking about practical, talking about practical examples yeah. of, of strategy being deployed, the one that comes to mind for me is Patagonia. Yeah. I've always been a bit of a Patagonia fanboy. <laughs> I mean, for my mind, they, they're very clear about their purpose and they always have been right from the get-go, like right back to I think it was like in the, the mid-'80s when Patagonia was, you know, properly founded. And, and, and it was always around this idea that they would create um, the, the best products but also that they would cause no harm in creating mm. those products. And then the third aspect of it was that there was this environmental activism aspect to their their brand. Sure. And that is still true today. Like that is still the, the framework in which they, they operate. Yeah. And it's simple because it, it, there's only those three things really. I mean, I, I'm sure there's lots of other parts of their strategy, but those those three things have been the enduring things in their brand strategy that, have flowed from those very early days until until modern times, and I think it's been so critical. I mean, so, so, I mean, I guess that's an example of of a brand that we probably all know. Yeah. But but kind of more locally in terms of some of the work that we do. I mean, can you give me an example of where it, where it, brand strategies kind of manifested in some of the stuff that we do? Yeah. I mean, one of the the projects that Ruben's still working on at the moment, I think, is a great example where. Um, you know, it's really made such a big difference. So we've, we've been collaborating with actually four different services firms that are merging together. And the funny thing is, is that they've actually been trying to sort this stuff out for a long time, you know, coming up with a combined name for the new merger, you know, branding, what it should look like, how they even frame, you know, and talk about their services. And it's only really by going through, a, a you know, a separate strategy process and having some external eyes look at it, which, you know, is another facet that, that often flushes this stuff out, that they've actually been able to agree on a lot of this stuff and actually like in ultimately quite easily make some of these decisions because we've actually gone through that strategy part. We help them identify, you know, what are their core values? You know, they sort of had separate values as separate businesses, but by just sort of working through it and, and getting on the same page, they now have a really strong set of values that they all can get behind. You know, we identified a really clear and strong personality that they wanted to go after. So all the design work has been, you know, really framed around that. And again, you know, has sort of has probably pushed their comfort zone a bit, but we were able to sort of guide them through that by, you know, coming back and saying, well, no, this is the sort of challenger brand that you wanted to be. And, and so, you know, you need to reflect that in all the work that we do. So, yeah, you know, for them, it's it's been this, I guess, almost this big unlocking and an ability to move forward, you know, after a long time of sort of struggling to, to make decisions and, and take action. So I think strategy has been huge for them. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's strategy, strategy is definitely a, a piece that 
oftentimes gets overlooked as you're a, as you're a small business or you're a um, you're a single founder. But when you when you find yourself in a situation where there is multiple founders with multiple mm-hmm. ideas, values, and missions, it becomes even more critical, I think. Sure. And then I guess you know thinking about some takeaways for for anyone listening. I mean, what 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 is the ask this week of of our of our audience? Yeah, I mean, we we were talking about this, and we thought that you know starting with that why or that that passion of of what you're actually in business for is is something really good to revisit. You know, even if you probably have identified it, you know, months or years ago when you started, actually revisiting that, and and so we thought it'd be a good idea. You know, this week, if you actually got out the pen and paper and and wrote down your why statement, you know, even if it's both for you personally and then for your business as well, and then just sort of reflect for a bit and think about, you know, is that the same thing that your business partners, is that their same why, you know, do your team members know and understand that? Is it something really that you're, you're living? And if not, you know, can you see the things that you'd need to change, you know, to actually start living your why? Okay, awesome. Sounds good. All right, well, it was awesome to talk strategy with the MC. Cheers, Dave. Thank you.